to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. Sheffield is a city in South Yorkshire, United Kingdom. This podcast features conversational interviews with owners or managers of a unique selection of businesses, charities, and other enterprises in Sheffield. This podcast is brought to you by Excel City Apartments, a brand founded in Sheffield that provides business travelers and leisure visitors with fully furnished, safe, and comfortable self-catering accommodation when they're in Sheffield or visiting the nearby Peak District National Park. And now, let's meet today's guest. Hello, and welcome to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. I'm Veronica Brooms, and in this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Paul Stinson. Paul is director and founder of Hovel Loft Limited, and the company has been described as a drone and terrestrial videography business in Sheffield. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Thanks very much. Uh, hello, Veronica. Hello again. And so it's your time, Paul, to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you started the business, what the business does, and of course, what made you decide to start. So please, it's all yours. Great. Um, yeah, I. Um I'm a Sheffield resident. It was pretty obvious, I suppose, because of the podcast. And uh, but I, I used to be, um, I used to live in Darlington in the northeast of England. So you might hear a bit of my northern twang coming out in my voice. Um, hopefully, you can still be able to understand me. Are you clear? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I started my business about three years ago. Um, uh, because I was made redundant from um, being a communications manager um, for a pharmaceutical company up in the northeast. Um, they basically got rid of all communications managers from manufacturing sites. So I took the redundancy money and moved to where my partner lives in Sheffield and set up my business, which was pretty scary, really, at the time. Um, so... Uh, can you, ask, can you just ask me the, the rest of the question? Uh, sorry, please? yeah, happy to do that. So in essence, you explain what led you to start the business, but then you could have chosen any other type of business. So what made you decide to start this type of business? And if you can also explain what the business does, please, Paul. I will do. Yeah, the, um, the business. Um, I, I love film. I mean, it, it's it's one of my most favorite mediums ever um I'd, i've i mean i went through i watched every single best movie oscar um oscar winning best movie should i say um just the other year with with my partner karen um and i just loved it that all of them they've got so much to offer and it's it's so much bigger and wider than just photography and then as a communications manager i used to get videographers in to do video or interviews and things like that and um and one day i got a, a drone pilot in to to film the the whole site because it was a really big manufacturing site and then i just fell in love with the the quality of the footage you can get from a drone it's so steady and so calming and so from that i, I just bought myself one and then when i was made redundant i just thought why not do this as a business and then to add on to that drone um videography uh, I really needed something on the ground as well, so I um, I got myself um, a nice a nice camera for for filming on the ground, and then uh, we have the rest is history. Really, I just I just absolutely adore film, I really do. 
Well, I can hear that coming through your voice, Paul. And it's interesting that you said you got a drone and then you thought, okay, you set up this business around having a drone as part of it, as well as a camera for on the ground. But what would you, how would you describe your business in terms of the services that you offer? As well as, are there any special qualifications or training that someone would need to have in order to pilot a drone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are. I mean, it's, it's basically safety qualifications you need. Um, when I started, you needed something called a PFCO, which is Permission to Fly Commercial Operations. And for that, it was um, a three-day course, cost quite a bit of money, and it, it was understanding the, um, the Civil Aviation Authority rules, understanding weather, understanding what you can do, where you can fly, and um, avoiding, avoid, <laughs> generally avoiding the public, actually, because, you know, it, although it's never happened to me, drones can fall out of the sky. And if it's if it's quite a heavy like one, like some of the ones I've got, then uh, it can cause quite a bit of damage on, on people and on, on uh, vehicles and, and, of course, planes, if you remember the, in the news a few years ago about the ones at Gatwick Airport. Um yeah, so uh, th- I had to go through that qualification to get the PFCO, which is has now changed actually, but um, that's what it was originally. Um, and then, and also, I, d- I did know quite a bit about the use of cameras and making video itself. But uh, so, so you, you've got to understand how to do that and how to how to create an, a moving image. Um, you know, your ISO, your shutter speed, and your your aperture and everything else. But then you've also got that that movement and uh, the safety of other people as well. So there's a lot to think about when you've got something in the air. But um, uh, I've, I've been doing it for such a long time now, and I, I kind of know exactly what I'm doing. And um, and obviously, obviously, safety is absolutely paramount whenever I fly. And, uh, and again, I love it. <laughs> I do get accused of just buying toys and playing with toys. So... <laughs> Well, in this case, it's a toy that is actually an important tool in your business. And and I think implicitly in drones is thinking about the air or the sky and aerial photography rather than on the ground. You did mention Gatwick, which is, I I think, (laughs) still in the living memory of many people when they think about drones. They associate it with not positive ways. But what would you say makes your business special or exceptional compared to what may be a general perception of how drones are used, Paul? Uh, well, it, I think that when I've, I've looked at other businesses that, that offer drone video, and they're generally just people who do drone video. Um, they don't necessarily do video editing. They don't necessarily do um, complement the drone footage with um video on the ground and I, and, and I offer the full thing so I, I'll uh, I'll create a video in the air on the ground and I can put it all together with um, with Premiere Pro doing the editing and use original music as well so um, and the, there's there's very few companies that do the whole package like that so that seems to me a mini documentary or mini film type of scenario that you're creating for your client. Would that be your clients? Would that be a, a not a way of summarizing that? If not, can you just explain to us what are the what's the service? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It depends on the on the on the client, of course. I mean, I've been um, 
Um, I mean, I noticed you've, you've done a podcast with Pam Goodison, haven't you? Who, who makes the glass? Yeah. Yep. I've been working with her recently, and I'd, there's there's no way on on earth I think I will ever use a drone to film the things that she makes because it's very close up, and there's is you know you're crafting glass and soldering glass together. It's and it, it is very interesting, I must say. But um, then if I'm, for instance, filming at a building site and there's a house going up or something like that, I might do a little bit of handheld stuff, but the majority of that will be outside and flying a drone because um, when you've got something so big that's um, and, and, you, and you've got the, the location as well and, and get all the aspects of it, you need something quite far away. And, and, uh, and you know, those drone shots are, are quite fab- fabulous, aren't they? <laughs> Indeed, I have seen some of those. I have looked at some yeah. of those, and I looked at the one you had recently with the reservoir in the Peak District, and that gave a oh, huge yeah. sense of the expanse of the waterway. So, yep, incredible. But for those who are now thinking, oh, that's a new idea, aerial photography, it's not from a helicopter, it's from a drone, and you have spoken about piloting, what are, what are some of the specifics in terms of what's the guide as to how far away you are so do you like sit in a tower six miles away and this drone takes off on its own or you actually need to see the space as you're filming or, or you're piloting the drone? Yeah, you, you have to, I mean, you can get different qualifications, but the qualification that I've got means it has to be within visual line of sight. Well, VLOS is uh, everything's abbreviated with the Civil Aviation Authority. Um, so it's always within my line of sight, and my the maximum altitude is 400 feet. So um, that, it keeps it out of the way of planes, and um, it also keeps it safe. So I can I can always see what's going on and what's going to happen if it continues flying in one direction. Okay, and if has that ever happened that it's refused to listen to you, or you? No, it continues to fly in one direction without you taking it back or returning it. I mean, I'm I'm referring to um, two of my drones at the moment, which are intelligent drones, I'll call them, because they, they and they have never never ever flown anywhere other than exactly where I want them to fly. The GPS, they they're constantly in contact with um, up to about ten satellites, so they always know exactly where they are. Um, they computer controlled so they constantly adjust the uh, the rotors so that they they never drift because of the weather um so in fact if you really wanted to with those those couple of drones you could just you could send it up um you know 300 feet or whatever and and put the controller down and sit on a chair and just look at it and it would not move it would just stay up in the air in exactly the same position because it's it's that is that intelligent However, I do have some other drones, which you have to actually visually pilot all the time. So you you, you just can't stop concentrating on those ones. And uh, and I must say, they're the more exciting ones. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a bit of risky and danger danger associated with it, Paul. Yeah, I was I was just going to say yes, but you you always always make sure that there's no one there, no one who can be hit by that drone. Yeah, yeah. and um, so, so you. you the, the rules are you've got to be uh, at least 30 metres away from anybody when you take off and then at least 50 metres away from anybody when you're flying. And and for me, I, 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 especially with those uh, little FPV drones, as they call them, first-person view drones, um, I just make sure there's no one there at all. <laughs> and then, unless, unless it's 
under my control unless I'm actually filming someone, you know, on a bike or something like that. So it it is always absolutely safe because that that is paramount, isn't it? Really, I mean, in any yes. job. Yes, I can well imagine that, and it actually gives a visual in terms of distance and having the perspective is distance not only on the ground but as well as in the air. And and you mentioned earlier about some drones being heavy. Are you able to give a range as to the the size or weighted drones that are doing this work, doing this aerial photography? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, um, I've got one drone, which is 249 grams. And the, the limit before you need to get qualifications to fly it commercially is 250 grams. So that one, is, is, it's great for um, flying in locations where there might be extra people there. There might be people not under your control because it's that light that it will it will not cause any damage to anybody. And then, yeah, I've got one that's about three kilograms as well. So, uh, and then, and then you get even bigger ones. I mean, the ones that um, you might use for a film are, uh, they can go up to extremely heavy and they've got lots of rotors on and they can take a full film camera up in the air. And quite often with those ones, you've got two operators, one operating the camera and one operating the drone. But yeah, if, if you've, um, if you've got the budget for it and if you've got the people for it, it's, I mean, I'd love one of them, obviously. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe the opportunities will come your way to justify <laughs> that investment. So who would you say are your main customers and clients then, Paul? And what are the most popular or even complex commissions you've had for your use of drones in your business? Um, it's it, it's businesses. I mean, I've, I've not filmed for individuals yet. Um, I've had a couple of wedding inquiries. Um, but... Um, I think it's it's uh, filming things that are big. Um, I've, I've filmed a garage once, and I've um, filmed buildings as well, and, and it's that that kind of thing, large scale things for drones. But um, I think one of my favourite ones was uh, filming at a school because um, that for that one I filmed with a uh, one of you know one of those drones I mentioned that's very steady and flies in the sky and it's it's just very very sedate. And then I also filmed inside the school with the smaller FPV drone, which to make it look really exciting. <laughs> I could see that. Were the children in the school at the time? Oh, no, no. This oh, is during the holidays. Okay. Because you did say, yes, you don't like to have people yeah. around where it's not safe. But I can imagine if they were there and they're seeing the drone whizzing around the classroom, yeah, that's something to behold. If if the if people do turn up when you're flying, you get either two responses. One is, oh, can I have a go? Or get off stop flying that drone near me those are the two responses that you yeah, get yeah i could imagine they're uh, having a go people thinking oh this looks easy and fun i too can yeah. press some buttons and controls yeah and would you say you've had a complex or would you describe any of your commissions so far as complex and any specific sectors that you prefer to work in um complex um each one is different I must say that. Um, but like I filmed a golf course um, just from one hole to the next hole. And where I, I could, I could fly that by hand and just say, you know, take off from the tee and then land at the, at the hole. Um, I wanted to make it a lot smoother. So I, I actually programmed it in. I, I, I programmed the points. So, and when you do that with the drone, the drone makes the, all the curves and the turns a lot smoother than when you're driving it yourself. So, um, 
that kind of commission is um well the golf course was was one style of commission and then yeah i've, I've filmed a um a garage with a drone and that was almost it was so it was the drone part of it was really simple because it was just a case of fly up in the air so you can see how, where it is and where it's situated fly in a straight line from one end to the other end and that was kind of it the rest was all handheld so it, it depends on the commission but as i said that skill was the most fun one because <laughs> i was flying down corridors and uh, it felt like i was um i don't know if you're familiar with star wars the film star wars you know luke skywalker is in his x-wing fighter going down the trench on the um on the death star and getting ready to shoot down the, the i can see why you People have spoken about it, or you refer to the fact that some people think it's your choice, and I can see why you think uh, a lot of fun because, yeah, you were into Star Wars, so that's obviously one of your memorable moments. And thanks for sharing that, Paul. Now you've been in business for three years now. What would you consider to be your greatest achievement so far? Um, I think it was um, during lockdown, actually, teaching myself how to fly one of those FPV drones. I'll, I would get one out, but this is, as this is a podcast, you won't be able to see it. But um, yeah, it, it was. It, it's not easy, and it took me a good few months to be able to fly one of those, and especially going through um, small gaps with the drone, which is why why you fly one of those FPV drones because it it, it makes it, it it's an exciting form of video rather than the sedate um, video that you get from other drones. Like you know, when when you see Mortimer and Mortimer and White House fishing, for instance, they have um, a lot of drone video on that. Or Country File, there's a lot of drone video on that, and that's all very sedate and calm. But then, uh, you, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more FPV drone actually on on TV. And I've seen a little bit on um, bands using them and things like that. But I think we're going to get more of that coming up soon. Anyway, I mean, you, you when you've gone got cameras whooshing in and going around people. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why not do it automatically rather than having a cameraman holding it? It's uh, it's quicker because, I mean, those drones can go up to 70 miles an hour. So, you know, you're following cars with them and things like that yeah. and overtaking cars with them if you want to. Obviously, cars under your control, which are what you're filming. Not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about no, going down the motorway. Not any set of cars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, the safety warning needs to be there. But you mentioned that, yes, you mentioned that Yes, because it's a podcast, you're not able to actually show those drones going through those narrow gaps, but there will be an opportunity when the podcast is released that you can link with that or signpost other people to that, because I will tag you on the LinkedIn page, the business page for Excel City Apartments. So you're more than welcome in your response to make reference to the live footage. I've got a YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, that's where I, I funnel everything onto my YouTube mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. on my Facebook. So, yeah, if, if uh, listeners want to go on there, they'll see they'll see some of the da- sedate, comfortable stuff, and then they'll see some of the exciting uh, drone footage as well. Brilliant. Well, thanks for sharing that, Paul. You've just told us about how you spent part of lockdown investing in yourself, investing in your business, building new skills. What other changes would you have had to make in your business over the past 18 months or so, because we're recording this in quarter three of 2021, when as a country we've moved from a set of 
series of lockdowns because of COVID-19. So what other changes have you had to make over the past 18 months or so, Paul? Well, um, thankfully, I do have another way of getting money. So otherwise, I would have been really, really messed up. But um, and, I, and, and obviously, I was supported by my partner over that time because video work, for me anyway, completely dried up. There was nothing. I was I was not getting anything. So with my time, I um, I just trained myself. So I trained myself in the use of those drones, which I mentioned before. But then I also, con- I mean, you never know enough about video editing. And every time you do some more video editing and you upgrade your software, there's more features and there's more things to learn. So that that's another place I've been investing time in as well. So, you know, just I, I was filming, um, I was making silly little films with little lead figures <laughs> my little dungeons and dragons figures i was uh, i was making um videos for um, my stepson who was playing playing guitar i was and all those things you know it, it all helps you to learn because um, I, I, I could never i could never do nothing because that would be that would be dreadful yeah, i think that's difficult for most people <laughs> yeah yeah yes i think you're right yeah um so i had to i had to do something like that so yeah doing doing videos in the garden was basically it um learning the fpv drone um um video editing oh, and then i did a little bit of uh, woodwork as well because uh, you know things always needs doing in the house don't they <laughs> Okay, so in essence, you were able to use the time during lockdowns to actually focus more on specific areas of interest, but as well as build capacity within your business. Is that a fair observation? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm training, training myself, really. Yes, yeah, so so that I can offer something better mm-hmm. for my clients. Yeah, brilliant. Now, I'm I'm asking you a question now about Sheffield, because I know you said, yes, you're based in Sheffield now. And thank you for agreeing to be part of the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. But what do you love about Sheffield that makes you think it's an, it's the ideal place for your business? Um, I used to live in a town which was quite small. Um, so, you, you know, you've, you've got a finite amount of customers from that point of view. But uh, when I moved to the city, so there's obviously a lot more businesses and a lot more people who'd be interested in getting video. But that's not the main thing for me. The main thing for me is the people. I've never met such um, friendly, nice people. It's amazing, really. Um, you know, from going out um, to a cafe, going out to the pub or something like that, walking the dog, there's so many people just chat to you. who just because they want to talk and then um, driving the car there's there's people who let you out at junctions and things like that you know I, know I know the northeast is supposed to be a very friendly place and it is quite friendly but i've never i've never met any um any people as friendly as i've, I've met in sheffield and i've made a lot of new friends as well especially through the the networking where i met you as well it's, indeed, it's been brilliant indeed, Paul, yes and and what you've said is something that many people refer to the friendliness of sheffield people in Sheffield Mm. and the fact that some of us who may have gone to university here many decades ago or even more recently find that it is somewhere that people don't mind returning to because of the friendliness of the city. And I know Sheffield also prides itself on being the outdoor city. So it's not only about indoor experiences, but also the outdoors. And we're just on the um, and the peak, just yeah. right next to the peak district, aren't yeah. we? And uh, I don't know if you looked at my YouTube channel because I've got lots of videos of the peak district. 
Yeah, that particular one where you did the reservoir, the Lady Bow Reservoir, is it, I think? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. that oh, was the one I was it? referring to earlier where I thought, oh, huge expanse. And I wouldn't have thought of that, but it, it certainly gave a lovely view, an aerial view of that particular feature. Oh, that was brilliant. I was, I was, I was very proud of doing the Lady Bow Reservoir because there's, uh, if you if you go there, there's signs up saying drone use is not permitted throughout all around the, the reservoir. But uh, I did manage to get permission to fly my drone, and uh, I'm on very good terms with the the fisheries there who, who decide who does and who doesn't fly the drone. Um, and uh, just just a few months ago, I phoned them up and said, "Is it all right if I come through and film just on the on the reservoir just to get some um, early evening shots because that, that's the best light, early evening or early morning, um, just when the sun's low in the sky and we've got the, the lovely reflection of the the sunset on the on the water." So yeah. And they just said, yes, come along. I'll just give a, I'll give a call to the, uh, I was going to say water board. I can't remember <laughs> which um, which water company it is. But yeah, I'll just give them a call and then you come along. And I did that. And it was absolutely marvelous, apart from getting bitten by midges. <laughs> but, Ooh, sorry about uh, yeah, that part, but the result, <laughs> yeah, the result is yeah. brilliant. Well, yeah, it, it is a fantastically beautiful part of the world, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. And I know you started your business three years ago, Paul, but having had the benefit of that experience and the lessons learned over the years, what, if anything, would you do differently if you were now starting out? Um, if I was starting out now, oh, I don't know, because I keep changing all the time anywhere, not in what I do. I would never change what I do because I always love videography, but I, I, will, I just want to expand and, and keep doing more and more. Um, so I've, uh, it's a good question. I think I think what I would have done when I first started out was build my own computer because I didn't do that till after about a year because you need a really, really good computer to use some of the video editing software if you want to use high-quality video. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just silly little things like that, just, just little tiny things, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't change what I do because it is wonderful. It's great fun. You should come out with me one day. <laughs> Excellent. I hold that as an invitation to see how the drone works and not yeah, just admire yeah, the course. footage on, on the screen. So thanks, Paul. And and so as we come to the close of the conversation, you've alluded to this when you just mentioned that you'd like to keep expanding and growing. What are some of the plans you have for your business over the next few months and beyond? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm really hoping to do more of the FPV video because that, that excites me. And I, th I know that when businesses see it, I think they will be really interested in using it. You know, exciting businesses like, um, I don't know, paintball companies or, or breweries or large venues, because I can fly inside and outside. Um, so I'd, I'd like to do more of that. I would love to get involved in film. I've not done, I, I do my own little films. I mean, every Halloween, I'll make myself a little horror film because horror is uh, is one of my favorite genres. Um yeah, I think that that's it really. Yeah, more FPV and real films, real films. I always do real films, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know what I mean, movies. Indeed, and we <laughs> did have the co-founder of the South Yorkshire yeah. Filmmakers Network and recent 
episode, so listeners can also listen to that. And I know you said you spotted that. So for those listeners who are hearing this podcast and are interested in aerial photography or videography services that you offer, or they have a business that they're considering whether you may be able to offer some support, how can they contact you, Paul? Oh, well, I've got my website, hoverloft.co.uk, and uh, paul at hoverloft.co.uk is my email address, and uh, I'm all over social media, on LinkedIn, you know, um, everywhere. You know, you can find me. If you want to find me, you can find me. Can you just spell hoverloft yeah. for us? Yeah, I was just going to do that because um, I've had a, people have uh, people have spelled it wrong before. Um I created the name because it was the word hover and aloft together, but um, it, it's more hov and aloft together because it's H-O-V-A-L-O-F-T. And it's nothing to do with loft conversions because I've been asked that before as well. Hover loft. <laughs> Thank you. And is that a dot .com or a dot .co dot .uk? Dot .co .uk. Dot .co .uk. Paul, it's been such a joy hearing you talk about your business and how you've grown and expanded and increased your capacity and capability over the years. Thank you ever so much for your time on being a guest on the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's uh, it's good. It's good to talk, isn't it? And it's, uh, I mean, I know we chat quite often anyway because of the, the networking, but yeah, I, I really enjoy what I do. So... Why wouldn't I want to talk about it? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sheffield's Hidden Gems podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Excel City Apartments, a brand founded in Sheffield that provides fully furnished self-catering accommodation for business and leisure visitors to the city and the nearby Peak District National Park. We also accommodate families relocating to Sheffield City region. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do listen to other episodes by following our podcast on this platform. Or you can find us on Twitter at Excel Property P, that's the letter P. And on LinkedIn, the business page is Excel City Apartments. Until the next time, ta-ra.